0: Support for the evening newscast comes from Bay Realty. Listing and selling homes, lots, acreage, multifamily commercial properties, and property management in the southern Kenai Peninsula since 1974. Learn more at bayrealtyalaska.com or by calling 235-6183. Additional support for the evening news comes from Duncan House Diner, owned and operated by the Gamble family for over 20 years. Proudly feeding Homer for three generations. Dine in at 125 East Pioneer or order online at duncanhousehomer.com. Afternoon, you're listening to KBBI AM 890 in Homer and K201 AO on 88.1 FM in Seward. I'm Hope McKenney with some local news on Wednesday, February 8th, 2023. South Peninsula Haven House is seeking volunteer coaches and participants for its program, Girls on the Run. The Homer-based nonprofit supports those impacted by domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse. It's participated in the International Running Program for nearly a decade. Marcy Gray is Program Coordinator for the local Girls on the Run program. She says their aim is to teach girls grades 3 to 5, confidence and leadership skills, as well as the connection between healthy bodies and minds
1: what we do is we get out and we bring girls together and we have a fun environment in which we inspire girls to be joyful healthy and confident using a fun experience-based curriculum which creatively integrates running and physical education into it. Gray says during the 10-week program,
0: they hope to teach young girls how to understand and speak up for themselves. They also hope the girls learn what healthy relationships look like. She says last year, 20 girls signed up in Homer. The first year she ran it, in 2020, there were only six.
1: What's amazing to me these days is how much kids have going on in their lives. Wow. Wow. It's a lot to compete with, between violin lessons and ballet lessons and all the different things kids are doing. Having a a twice-a-week commitment for 10 weeks is a huge accomplishment. While there are a number of locations
0: throughout Alaska that offer the Girls on the Run program, Homer is the only community on the Kenai Peninsula. Gray says kids and coaches don't necessarily have to like or know how to run to participate. That's something that will naturally come out of the 10-week course. This season starts on February 27th with practice on Mondays and Wednesdays after school at West Homer Elementary from 3 to 4.30. Halfway through the 10-week session, the girls will run a practice marathon. Then, at the end of the program, they'll run a
1: 5K with family and friends. In this 5K, you don't have to run the whole thing. You can walk, run it. You can skip and run it or skip and walk it. If you happen to be in a wheelchair, you're going to be rolling it. So just because you don't have a love or knowledge of running, that's no reason to not join in. The important part is mentoring these girls and giving them role models and connections that will make a difference in their lives. More
0: than 2 million girls in the U.S. and Canada have participated in the Girls on the Run program. To find out more or sign up as either a participant or volunteer coach, you can visit girlsontherun.org. A group of fiber artists on the central Kenai Peninsula has been hosting weekly gatherings since the fall to share their skills with newcomers, as crafts like knitting and crocheting become more popular among a new generation of makers. KDLL's Sabine Pooks went to one of the gatherings and has this story.
2: Linda Price says she was just about ready to chop her spinning wheel into kindling when she first tried her hand at spinning yarn from her Angora goats in the 1970s. Then she joined a guild in her then-home state of Michigan, where she learned from other fiber artists how to work with mohair and turn it into yarn, also picking up knitting skills along the way from a friend. And now she and a group of Kenai Peninsula fiber artists are hoping to pass that knowledge on to other budding makers through the
3: Fireweed Fiber Guild. Like, I've been been doing this stuff for 37 years, but there's people that want to get into it and don't know where to start, and that's where we come in. The
2: Guild hosts monthly Saturday meetings and special weekly workshops every Thursday, which they call The Gatherings, at an empty retail space in Soldatna. Those workshops are chances to learn new fiber-related skills like spinning, wool sorting, and wool dyeing. There's a lot to cover because there are a lot of different elements to fiber art, says Nancy Field with the Guild. She says it means something
3: different to everyone. For me, it's uh, fiber arts for doing practical gifts for my grandkids. Or or I just love to spin, actually. I love to do that more than knitting. And it always surprises me still when people say, oh, I really like that. Really? I had so much fun doing that. How can you like it? It was just so much fun for me to do it.
2: At the last Um, few meetings, they've experimented with different kinds of dyes. A big notepad in the corner of the room lists chemical formulas from last week's workshop when they made their own. Another week, they dyed with Kool-Aid. This week, Field is trying out commercial dyes on a mix of llama hair from her own herd and wool from another
3: local farm. I'm just using leftover dye baths, and I added a little bit of uh, aqua to it.
2: A batch of already dyed wool dries on a rack nearby, sporting a spectrum of blue hues young granddaughter, Olivia, looks on.
3: So we'll just let that cook for a little bit and see oh, nice. what so happens. Oh, it's always a surprise.
2: Price says fiber art is something she wasn't
3: able to impart
2: onto her kids. She says they didn't really have any interest.
3: <laughs> I'd like somebody to it. Yeah. And I, I lend out my, I have like 14 spinning wheels. So I'll, if somebody's interested, they can come and try them out and take mm-hmm. one home if they want. If it's portable enough, some of mine you wouldn't be taking home. But um You know, I lend them out and sell them off and on. She says
2: fiber arts are having a bit of a renaissance today. She thinks young people are appreciating it more, which she sees in the growing membership of the guild itself. And even though she says learning from another person is still the best thing, she says novices can find most of what they need
3: online, on YouTube. I guess it's not, I don't even know the term, like, backwoodsy anymore. You know, I think it's evolved into... um, more of things that people are really open to in the community now.
2: Price says the renewed interest is validating. And
3: to view fiber arts as a craft, a real craft, not just a little hobby, it's a craft that you learn and you gain skills in.
2: For her, those skills were hard fought. There was a learning curve at the beginning. She laughs remembering how when she was first learning to knit in the 70s, she'd buy yarn from the store, not realizing her herd of Angora goats out back could be used for the same purpose. And it wasn't easy learning how to raise the goats, either. She had an entire herd die on her, her first year. But she says there are farmers and fiber artists on the peninsula who have skills they want to pass down, so others don't make those same mistakes.
3: We, we like to be the teachers, of, and we like young people to come up, not just... Us 100-year-old people. but Field
2: says it's also yeah. nice to have companionship mm.
3: and a place get to together get together. Because I would be doing this at home, but it's sure much more fun to have it, right. a couple other people join you.
2: Yeah. And Price and Field say gatherings are open to anyone who's interested, no matter their skill level or medium. They meet every Thursday at 5 at the building behind State Farm and Cabin Fever Creations on Kenai
0: Avenue in Soldatna. In Soldatna, I'm Sabine Pooks. KBBI will be celebrating the summer solstice again in 2023 by hosting the Concert on the Lawn on Saturday, June 24th. Concert on the Lawn is a day of live local music to celebrate our amazing listener supporters, the summer solstice, and the ways public radio keeps us connected. KBBI is currently accepting applications for musicians to play the event. The applications are available on our website, kbbi.org, or you may arrange to pick one up at the station by calling 907 235-7721. Two three five seven seven two one. Applications are due no later than next Friday, February 17th at 5 p.m. And that's the news from Homer. I'm Hope McKinney and you're listening to KBBI AM 890 and K201 AO 88.1 FM in Seward. Find us online at kbbi.org. Thanks.